Welcome to Old Treasures Made New, your devotional podcast on the go or at home, where we read the scriptures and reflect on them with those from the past. Today we're reading Matthew 12, verses 1 to 13, and then through J.C. Ryle's expository thoughts on Matthew. Please take a moment to pause and to ask the Holy Spirit to bring understanding and to apply what we hear. Matthew, chapter 12, verses 1 to 13. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. And he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor those who were with him? but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would have not condemned the guiltless, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He went on from there and entered their synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand, and they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they might accuse him. He said to them, Which one of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out. And it was restored, healthy like the other. This is the word of the Lord. The one great subject which stands out prominently in this passage of Scripture is the Sabbath day. It is a subject on which strange opinions prevailed among the Jews in our Lord's time. The Pharisees had added to the teaching of Scripture about it and overlaid the true character of the day with the traditions of men. It is a subject on which diverse opinions have often been held in the churches of Christ and wide differences exist among men at the present time. Let us see what we may learn about it from our Lord's teaching in these verses. Let us, in the first place, settle it in our minds as an established principle that our Lord Jesus Christ does not do away with the observance of a weekly Sabbath day. He neither does so here nor elsewhere in the four Gospels. We often find his opinion expressed about the Jewish errors on the subject of the Sabbath, but we do not find a word to teach us that the disciples were not to keep the Sabbath at all. It is of much importance to observe this. The mistakes that have arisen from a superficial consideration of our Lord's sayings on the Sabbath question are neither few nor small. Thousands have rushed to the hasty conclusion that Christians have nothing to do with the fourth commandment, and that it is no more binding on us than the Mosaic law about sacrifices. There is nothing in the New Testament to justify any such conclusion. The plain truth is that our Lord did not abolish the law of the weekly Sabbath. He only freed it from incorrect interpretations and purified it from man-made additions. He did not tear out of the Decalogue the fourth commandment. He only stripped off the miserable traditions with which the Pharisees had encrusted the day and by which they had made it not a blessing, but a burden. He left the fourth commandment where he found it, a part of the eternal law of God, 
of which no jot or tittle was ever to pass away. May we never forget this. Let us, in the second place, settle it in our minds that our Lord Jesus Christ allows all works of real necessity and mercy to be done on the Sabbath day. This is the principle which is abundantly established in the passage of Scripture we are now considering. We find our Lord justifying his disciples for plucking the ears of corn on a Sabbath. It was an act permitted in Scripture, Deuteronomy 23, verse 25. They were hungry and in need of food. Therefore, they were not to blame. We find him maintaining the lawfulness of healing a sick man on the Sabbath day. The man was suffering from disease and pain. In such a case, it was no breach of God's commandment to afford relief. We ought never to rest from doing good. The arguments by which our Lord supports the lawfulness of any work of necessity and mercy on the Sabbath are striking and unanswerable. He reminds the Pharisees, who charged him and his disciples with breaking the law, how David and his men, for lack of other food, had eaten the holy showbread out of the tabernacle. He reminds them how the priests in the temple are obliged to do work on the Sabbath by slaying animals and offering sacrifices. He reminds them how even a sheep would be helped out of a pit on the Sabbath rather than allowed to suffer and die by any one of themselves. Above all, he lays down the great principle that no ordinance of God is to be pressed so far as to make us neglect the plain duties of charity. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. The first table of the law is not to be so interpreted as to make us break the second. The fourth commandment is not to be so explained as to make us unkind and unmerciful to our neighbor. There is deep wisdom in all this. We are reminded of the saying, Never a man spoke like this man. In leaving the subject, let us beware that we are never tempted to take low views of the sanctity of the Christian Sabbath. Let us take care that we do not make our gracious Lord's teaching an excuse for Sabbath descent. Let us not abuse the liberty which has so clearly marked out for us and pretend that we do things on the Sabbath from necessity and mercy, when it's in reality we do for our own self-gratification. There is great reason for warning people on this point. The mistakes of the Pharisee about the Sabbath were in one direction. The mistakes of the Christian are in another. The Pharisee pretended to add to the holiness of the day. The Christian is too often disposed to take away from that holiness and to keep the day in an idle, profane, irreverent manner. May we all watch our own conduct on this subject. Saving Christianity is closely bound up with Sabbath observance. May we never forget that our great aim should be to keep the Sabbath holy. Works of necessity may be done. It is lawful to do well and show mercy, but to give the Sabbath to idleness, pleasure-seeking, or the world is utterly unlawful. It is contrary to the example of Christ and a sin against a plain commandment of God. That is the end of Ryle's expository thoughts for these verses. Let us carefully consider what we have heard today, and may the Lord be pleased to bring the growth for His 